Our first reading for today is from the fourth chapter of Deuteronomy. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me because of you, and he swore that I should not cross the Jordan, and that I should not enter the good land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance. For I must die in this land. I must not go over the Jordan. But you shall go over and take possession of that good land. Take care, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make a carved image, the form of anything that the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. When you father children and children's children, and have grown old in the land, if you act corruptly by making a carved image in the form of anything, And by doing what is evil in the sight of the Lord your God, so as to provoke him to anger. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that you will soon utterly perish from the land that you are going over the Jordan to possess. You will not live long in it, but will be utterly destroyed. And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and you will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. And there you will serve gods of wood and stone, the work of human hands that neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you are in tribulation and all these things come upon you in the latter days, you will return to the Lord your God and obey his voice. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not leave you or destroy you or forget the covenant with your fathers that he swore to them. For ask now of the days that are past, which were before you, since the day that God created man on the earth, and ask from one end of heaven to the other whether such a great thing as this has ever happened or was ever heard of. Did any people ever hear the voice of a God speaking out of the midst of the fire, as you have heard? And still live? Or has any God ever attempted to go and take a nation for himself from the midst of another nation by trials, by signs, by wonders, and by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, and by great deeds of terror, all of which the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes? To you it was shown that you might know that the Lord is God, there is no other besides him. Out of heaven he let you hear his voice, that he might discipline you. And on earth he let you see his great fire, and you heard his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved your fathers and chose their offspring after them, and brought you out of Egypt with his own presence by his great power, driving out before you nations greater and mightier than you, to bring you in, to give you their land for an inheritance, As it is this day, know therefore today and lay it to your heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. There is no other. Therefore you shall keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command you today, that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land that the Lord your God is giving you for all time. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the 8th chapter of Matthew. 
When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. When he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion, Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. And when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she rose and began to serve him. That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, And he cast out the spirits of the word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue our recitation of the Ten Commandments. What is the Tenth Commandment? You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant, his maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not entice or force away our neighbor's wife, workers, or animals, or turn them against him, but urge them to stay and do their duty. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This 10th commandment, which talks about coveting, is very similar to the ninth one we talked about last week. Coveting is this desire of your heart to have something that has not been given to you. That's something you don't own. And it can be a whole host of things. And as I mentioned last week, usually coveting, this type of jealousy, Desire is seen in the scriptures as being a bad thing. And it is for us because we don't own everything in the world. But for God, when the scriptures speak about God, they often do describe him as being jealous. And that that's a good trait of God. And really, if you think about it, God is the only one in creation who has the right to be jealous of everything because everything does belong to him. He made it. It's his. And that includes us. 
In our Old Testament reading for today, Moses was talking to Joshua just before they entered the promised land. And Moses was telling Joshua that he would not be allowed to enter uh, because of some unfaith that he showed earlier, that he was going to die in this land before crossing the Jordan River. And as Moses is speaking to Joshua, he reminds Joshua not to have the people given to idolatry, not to basically covet having other things that the people in these nations have that they are going into. And he gave a warning, and this is what he said. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. And he warned them not to covet the the gods of the nations in which they're entering. And he warned them in this passage, if they did, they'd be disciplined. I have a feeling Moses knew what was about to happen. Because for 800 years, Israel, when they lived in the land of Israel, waffled back and forth between faithfulness to God and idolatry. They adopted the gods of the unbelievers around them, which were a lot of different types of gods. And they tried to worship those false gods alongside with the one true God. But God won't have any of that. He wants one God in our lives, and that's him. I think Moses knew what was about to happen because 800 years later, God allowed the Babylonians to invade Israel and take all of the people back to Babylon for almost 70 years. And Moses even told them, at this time, you will still be worshiping the false gods, but they will be so crushed and so broken down, they will have so, many, so much tribulation on them that they will return to the Lord their God. And as Moses said, they will obey his voice. And this is why. And he said this after speaking, predicting this Babylonian exile. He said, for the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not leave you or destroy you or forget the covenant with your fathers that he swore to them. You know, when we speak about a covenant, it's always an agreement between two persons. And in the Bible, it speaks of covenants being made between God and man. And in every example in the Bible, with that covenant, with those agreements between God and man, man breaks it time and time and time again. But as often as man breaks it, God proves his faithfulness. As Moses said, for the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not leave you or destroy you or forget the covenant with your fathers that he swore to them, even when we do. God is a jealous God. He wants us all to himself and to show the lengths that he would go to, to make sure we belong to him and belong to him forever. All we have to do is look at the cross and see what our Lord Jesus Christ did. On the Last Supper, on the night when he was betrayed, Jesus took bread, said, this is my body. He took blood, or wine. He said, this is my blood of the new covenant shed for you. In this sacrifice that we have in the Lord's Supper, God made a new agreement with us. 
God made it with man, although it was God making it with man in the flesh of Jesus. It's, it's like music. There. This is a test, just a test in the emergency broadcast system. So please keep in mind as we have the Lord's Supper what your Lord is promising you. He's giving you a new covenant. One that he himself has made with himself, God in the flesh, for you. And he always keeps it for you because your Lord, your God, is merciful. He will not leave you or destroy you. Amen.